Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now back to Warriors This Week on 95.7 The Game. All right, hour number two, John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason. We are coming to you from Golden One Center in Sacramento as the Warriors and the Kings. It's game one, round one of the NBA playoffs. We are super excited to be here. Mm-hmm. Two more hours to go, 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to give us a call or shoot us a text. I'm going to get into some text messages here coming up in just a moment. But, Whitey, yeah, we are in uh, for those watching on on YouTube and Twitch, uh, we are in in cell block. Is it D? Cell block. I think D? it's D, and I think at yeah. some point they're going to slide some gruel under the door in, for us. So in the bowels of Golden One Center here yeah, in, in Sacramento, thrilled to be here. Very Just close. Kidding. I mean, we are Just a kidding. we are a stone's throw yeah. away from where yeah. Steve Kerr is going to be doing his pregame press conference and and Mike Brown and the locker rooms uh, beneath the floor and the uh, lower bowl level here in Golden One Center. As I look at the clock now, six and a half hours away until tip-off between the Warriors and the Kings. And uh, it's just you know, happy to be here. Well, it, it is a celebration of Northern California pro basketball. Just consider uh, the arenas that we have for both these teams now. Yeah, you know, for years and years and years, it was so hard for anybody to get a, a new stadium or arena built in California. And now just look, we have the Golden One Center, just beautiful, which uh, for years I didn't think Sacramento was capable of building something like that. Then we got the Chase Center. I mean, the venues for this series are spectacular. And this is a this series, no matter how it goes, is going to be a great, as I say, celebration of, of where we are in this region pro basketball. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Game one, always pivotal, uh, I think, We've discussed this in hour number one, the fact that more pivotal for Sacramento as the inexperienced team and the team with home court advantage. Think of the Warriors if they're able to come in having the season that they did, having the Kings have the season that they did. The Kings come in, again, as this series come, you know, we start to move away from and, and get into the macro view of it. The Kings come in as the, the worst team, you know, tied for the worst record at home among any playoff team. Yeah, it's not bad. It's just not 23 very good. and 18. Yeah. At, yeah. at Golden One Center, they were they were basically Milwaukee or Boston on the road this year. And like their, their defense and Philly. was worse at home somehow. Yeah, much and, worse. And so I think a big part of the equation in this thing is, you know, I don't think either team is going to feel out of it necessarily based on what happens tonight. The Kings are going to be able to until they play at Chase, hold on to the fact that they were a really good road team. 
even though the Kings are the Warriors are a much better home team. But game one, I do think is is pivotal more so for Sacramento. But I, I said this at the top of the show. I'll reiterate it now. The Warriors know they don't have to get tonight but they can't play like they have a bunch of room to play with with this Kings team. This Kings team is too talented, in particular offensively, to where the Warriors cannot get comfortable at any point. If the Warriors play comfortable in this series, like they can just handle business, they will get beat in, in individual games. Yeah. They will get beat and, and, be, and put themselves at risk to lose the series, appropriate fear, what Steve Kerr always talks about. The Warriors have to have that. If you have it and you play a certain way against the Kings, I think the regular season, if you've watched Sacramento, as I know you and I both have watched them a lot this season, you can beat them if you are buttoned up and run your offense and and play the playoff style of basketball that the Warriors have played here over the last decade. As you said, 2013, the Warriors were a six seed. I know we're going way back there, but remember they went into Denver and they lost the first game. I think it was in overtime. They lost that first game, came back and won the series. So yeah, if the Warriors lose tonight, they're still in really good shape potentially. I mean, the Warriors but could I, lose the first two, right? They and could. I think the Kings have to win the first two. But my point is there's an opportunity that is only there in game one for the Warriors. I mean, if you come in game one and boom, you take that. I mean, you're really making it difficult and for the other team. If the Warriors don't do that, they're fine. But if they do do that, they can really, um, really just grab this series by the throat already. And, and let's not, you know, let, let's not act like it's not a little bit fragile for for the Warriors. Again, they would say all the right things if they if they lose tonight. But if it looks, and it depends how they lose, if yeah. it looks similar to happens. the team that's lost 38 games this season in the in the regular year then I do think there's some some question marks and some significant reasons for concern. Like, we can all talk about what matters and doesn't matter, and we've done it for the last six days, but once they play that first game, what does that first game look like? And if it looks like the bad Warriors from this year, even with Wiggins back, or, oh, it's going to take some time to get adjusted, or the Kings were able to do down the stretch in games what they've done all year and put up 125 and win the game, well, then we're having a completely different conversation tonight and tomorrow and leading into Monday and game two and this thing. It, it can flip fast. And yeah. these series always flip fast in terms of momentum. Warriors win tonight. What's everybody going to say tomorrow? Series is over. Warriors are going to cruise. Hell, maybe they even sweep. Kings win tonight, and they do it in a way where the Warriors look like the bad version of themselves. Warriors can't win on the road. Warriors, this this team's different. They looked a little old. Like all all of those things are in play once the series actually gets going. Especially if Mike Brown has something up his sleeve, so to speak, tonight that the Warriors aren't aren't anticipating. That's hard to imagine because the Warriors have seen everything. But again, nobody knows them quite like he knows them. If he throws some kind of wrinkle tonight that they don't have an answer for in the King State game one, then yeah, that pressure solidly on the champ's shoulders. 888-957-9570-510 on the Comcast Business text line. I think this is an interesting way of looking at it. The Kings have one plus defender, and he's 6-1, Davion Mitchell. The Warriors can reach another defensive level. Yeah. Sacramento can't. Yeah, the Warriors have Draymond and Looney. They have Peyton and DiVincenzo and now Wiggins defensively. I think that's huge. The Kings basically have... Davion Mitchell and maybe Kessler Edwards, yes, yes. who wasn't playing. They got him in trade from Brooklyn at the deadline. He wasn't really playing up until about a month ago. There was a game in this building in SAC where they were getting annihilated by Anthony Edwards of the Timberwolves, 
and Mike Brown just kind of, oh, Kessler Edwards, you haven't played for me in the month you've been here. Go go try to guard Anthony Edwards. He did a decent job on him, and he earned some rotation minutes as a, what, 6'5", six, six, kind of you know yeah. guard wing player. He played pretty well, but to your point, the Kings were given minutes to Casey Alcala this year because he could defend. You could lock him in a gym by himself for two hours, and he might score eight points, but they were playing him because their defense is that bad and they actually could play a little defense. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. The Warriors definitely have the ability to be better defensively. Uh, I think the Warriors are they they feel a little hunted. The five one zero wrote, and and I think that goes to the point we were talking about earlier as far as just you know, why is there more of a buzz around this series? Why does it feel from being around the Warriors the last few days like they're getting playoff locked in? I think they. They they're gonna like the atmosphere in this building. Like like I think you know, people in Sacramento would say, boy, they, they, there's yeah, there's gonna be some Warrior fans here, but but the Warriors don't know what they're gonna be up against as far as the crowd factor and all oh, of yeah, that. They're goes. gonna boo Draymond from the jump just because he said some things. Well, the whole thing about well, they suck. And well, they you know when he said it, he was right. They they did. But the Kings fans will be coming after him from the jump, which I think and, works to the Warriors and Draymond's favor. But the Warriors have also been in these. You know they've been in. Oklahoma City when that place was a zoo and they've been in Cleveland and Boston in the finals and nothing really was like Boston in the finals last year and and you know it, it, it even got to Draymond but it got to Draymond but but I think the Warriors and and the great championship teams whether it was the Lakers in in years where they played here going back to those early 2000s teams when when the Kings were on the brink, whether it was the Bulls going into Phoenix or Seattle or Utah or Madison Square Garden or all the different play like those elite dynastic championship teams, they raise their level in, yeah. and and get energy from the fact that the game feels more like a spectacle. I, I think that's something while, yeah, Kings fans should be happy, Northern California fans should be excited, and it I think it is going to be a electric and different atmosphere in these games. I think in Sacramento with the mix and at Chase with the mix of teams, it's going to feel a little high school or college-ish, I think, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool and different. But I think the Warriors get, get a buzz and, and get locked in on that in a way that, Maybe it hurts other teams. I don't see the environment being any kind of a negative for the Warriors. If anything, it helps them lock in. And don't you think Draymond kind of leads that charge? And that's one of the things he does for them. And he's already started. You know, he he is like a rebounder. He does his work early. I mean, talking about this, some of this was things he said in the preseason. They came back around, but dealing with that and just talking about, yeah, we want to play them. Uh, it'd be great because we don't have to travel far. And already Kings fans are like, oh, I can't stand this guy. And it reminds me in a way of what Phil Jackson used to do. He would say things during those Kings-Lakers series, and then he became the target of everything rather than his players. And, like, I think Draymond's fine with that. Yeah, just bring that on me. I love that. And I think we're going to see a lot of that starting tonight. 888-957-9570, Khalid in Clayton. What's going on, Khalid? Happy Saturday, gentlemen. Hopefully, you know, people can appreciate what's going on right now before I start talking about the game. We've had now a number of years, a number of years where we're getting and have the benefit of talking about the Warriors in April and beyond. And people need to not take that for granted because – they have to remember the streak that we had that, Sa- that Sacramento just bumped 
it was, I think, 16 out of 17 years where we hadn't made the playoffs. Now we're talking about the Warriors in the playoffs, and we've been talking about the Warriors in playoffs for, you know, close to a decade, if not more. And that's something that, that we should all be kind of proud of. Now, let's talk about the game itself. Um, I think we need to expect the unexpected. I think Mike Brown is going to come out, and he knows that he can't let Steph get off. So don't be surprised if they employ the box and one pretty quickly because they're a horrible defensive team. And we saw what we did in a couple of the series when there was a player that hurt us and Mike Brown was the quarterback of the defense for us. He employed a box and one. And the Warriors saw that. We saw that in the finals. We saw that in a couple of other series. And they know the antidote to be able to bust the box and one. It's a gimmicky defense. But I think Sacramento's going to have to do that. And I think the Warriors are going to step up their level of play to uh, something that the Sacramento fans and I think the Sacramento team is going to be surprised about because we now have a bunch of pieces to be able to rattle and slow down that Sacramento offense, which is very good. It's The Warriors see it every day in practice because we are the number one pace team Sacramento is the number two pace team, and the Warriors know what they're going to have to do in the playoffs to be able to lock that down. So what I'm expecting is a, a weird defensive setup by the Kings that might slow down the Warriors initially, but I'm expecting to see a 10-point victory by the Warriors tonight, and everybody's going to be talking about that tomorrow. Thanks, Khaled. Appreciate it. And, and the initial comments on, on hoping – that fans appreciate what's going on. I, I do think that's something that, that should be noted. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, well I mean, war, nobody knows what Kings fans have gone through better than Warriors fans <laughs> and, and how much tonight means to them. I mean, in many ways, although the Kings are the, the better seed going into this and have home court advantage, and in many ways, when you look at the betting lines and, and things like that, the, the Kings fans are viewing this as like a we believe kind of a kind of a moment like that you know haven't been in the playoffs in a long time you're playing this this juggernaut although Dallas really wasn't a juggernaut although they were the best team in the NBA that that year that the Warriors knocked them out but it there is a a a hint of hey if 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 they can win this meaning Sacramento against this Warriors team then maybe the Kings really are onto something special not just Hey, they had a cute little season, as mm-hmm. our buddy Mark Willard likes to say. But <laughs> but maybe this is something that that could lead toward title contention at some point down the line. So that's you know this is in many ways this is kind of the 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 litmus test or the you know, kind of the we believe type scenario a little bit for the Kings. Interesting comments, uh, Khaled. I think as far as the boxing one, we're definitely going to see. Something like that, some kind of janky defense, some variation, uh, you know, a triangle and two. I don't know. Davion Mitchell of the Kings is going to be uh, crucial uh, to that end. I don't know how much uh, success they're going to have with it. I, I think maybe they're just going to try to get really physical with Steph and try to get the ball out of his hands that way. Uh, I just want to say this. Uh, Khaled mentioned the Warriors number one in pace and the Kings, he said, number two. I don't think the Kings are actually even in the top ten in pace. And it's it's they score a lot of points. But, you know, some of these numbers are so close They're a better half-court team than people think. That's that's where I'm that, going. Yeah, They're not a just give me the ball and run, 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 run. I mean, they <laughs> um, they rely a lot on the dribble handoff. In fact, Sabonis leads the league in – Mike Shanahan would love him. He leads the league in fake uh, dribble handoffs. 
And it's very Warrior-esque. So that's my only point. You're right. They play it. They love to push the ball, but they're not like a team like just get the ball and run. I think they're 12th in pace, but they do like to get out and run and play uh, at a real high tempo. They're just not a just run, run, run team. Joe in San Francisco next here on 95.7 The Game. Warriors this week with J.D. and Whitey. What's up, Joe? Hey, guys. Um Good to hear you once again. Love the show. Uh, once again, uh, being the Draymond apologist that I am, I'm, I'm the key to me is Draymond, and specifically the amount of physicality that he's going to bring. Um, and I, rem- I get reminded watching these play-in games <clears throat> how the the rest are swallowing the whistle, and especially that that uh, Minnesota uh, LA game. And first, let me just as an aside, Carl Anthony Towns is so soft. Uh, I thought he was going to dominate, but last night he's going up and he's bullying these six three and six five guards. When AD and LeBron's out there, he's passing the ball away. He is so soft. But the thing, the reason why I brought that up is, I guarantee you, since Draymond always loves to push it with the refs, he he is going to find that weak thumb on a Sabonis, and he's going to test it with hard hacks, fouls, and he's going to try to see what's going on with that hand. And I just wonder if the the Kings are going to be used to uh, the refs swallowing the uh, the whistle, not getting easy bucket, easy free throw attempts, and the Warriors attacking them more physically that way. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, the physicality in the playoffs, and we've already seen it this week, as, as Joe referenced, it, it's like a different sport. I say it every year, and and I know the Kings, we we sort of opened the show with the fact that the Kings have been discussing the fact that they have to be a more physical team. I'm with you. I think there's a level, and it plays into this, well, where do the Warriors have this advantage? Well, it's it's the experience of of knowing – that level of play. It's the experience of knowing that physicality. It's nature. It's the Kings trying to attain something and talking about it during the week when the Kings – brand as a as a team this year is we're fun and light and offense and we are not physical and we're not hard-nosed and we're so I wouldn't call them soft but they're not a team that really is looking to be physical Mike Brown has challenged his team many times this year saying we need to get get gritty they had a a road win against Brooklyn I think and he said I had to say that was gritty, and that's the last. I, I didn't think I'd ever say that about this team. So I think he's trying to be, be uh, trying. He's been trying to prepare them for this, uh, but they're going to have to go through it. Interesting quote, if I may, from sure. an anonymous coach in the Athletic to this point. Um, and they had a coach, an executive, and a scout break down all these series. This anonymous coach says. Sacramento's had such a great year, but everybody I talk to, and I feel the same way, says this team is going to be set up for a letdown where the Kings just aren't ready for the intensity of what Golden State's going to bring them. And I think the physicality is a huge part of that. And you only get one shot at that, to me. Like, it's it's game – like, that's where – the Kings, at some point, and young teams, I think, grow into it. Now, maybe the Warriors have a level, and I think the Warriors do have a level that they – that maybe the Kings can't get to as the series goes on. But as far as that initial, maybe the Kings are a little tight. Maybe the Kings are trying to be overly physical. The Warriors know what it's all about. Like, that's a that's an advantage you have tonight that you may not have in Game 2 or Game I agree. 5. I agree. Or you, you may, I think you do get it in Game 7 a little bit because oh, Game 7 is its own entity, and the Warriors have played in some Game 7s and, and played on the road and won in, in, big, in big Game 7s. Uh, and the Kings, you know, would be going through that for the first time. But I think up until that point, 
you know, that is where it's not a must win for the Warriors tonight, but but that's kind of in line with, hey, you part of your advantage is tonight, Warriors, so you need to take that advantage. Yeah, it's huge. And it's why there is such a high variance of, hey, the Warriors win tonight, they might sweep this thing, but if they don't, they could be on the ropes yeah. in this thing. If they don't, you know, the Kings think they can beat the Warriors, and they'll tell no you, doubt. We know we, but they haven't done it in, in the postseason. So you want to keep them that lingering doubt as long as you can. If the Kings win tonight, um, then all of a sudden, I mean, they're feeling like, all right, we know we can do this, and it can make a huge difference. And it's not just me saying that or JD. Draymond Green has been talking about that the importance of making the other team feel you from game one and establishing in their minds, look, we're just better than you. And you get really one chance to do that, of course, and that's tonight. Yeah, and the officials, by the way, in the 510 on the Comcast Business text line saying, hey, hopefully they let them play. Whitey, uh, looking at the officials, and I tweeted this out. I was up early this morning, a lot of, <laughs> lot of different show prep. And one thing that I do, I share this with uh, our friend Tim Kawakami of, of The Athletic, in that uh, we do we do like to, to check out the officials for playoff games. Yeah. Because there are certain narratives surrounding certain officials and certain teams. Obviously, the Kings wouldn't know really anything about that. In recent Scott memory, Foster was in Minnesota last night, so he's not going to be uh, John Goble, okay. Ed Malloy, and right. Sean Wright okay. will be officiating Game One of the Warriors King Series in Sacramento. Uh, Jason Goble, uh, John Goble's brother, and Ray Acosta are going to be in the replay center. I don't know. It's funny. I, you tweet this out, and immediately you get fans going, "Oh God!" And I like, and there, there's <laughs> you, you nothing. You get that if you made up three names. Yeah, ex- exactly, <laughs> exactly. Michael Martinez, uh, Avery Jacobs, and Brett Winkler. Oh no, not those three. <laughs> not those three. <laughs> Terrible officials. Terrible. <laughs> Shannon Malone, Michael Ravina, and yeah, exactly. Christina Peterson. Terrible <laughs> officials. Um, but yeah, and somebody had quoted it, and I I don't well I shouldn't even read this because I don't uh, Ed Malloy see Ed Malloy Ed Malloy my goodness yeah uh, well, yeah Malloy going to tee Malloy going to tee up somebody in the first ten minutes King's going to Warrior fan King's going to shoot thirty five free throws saying it now uh, there have been a few people I, the whistle is always a topic and I'm just going to say that like. There have been times there's a lot of focus when the Warriors lose on the officiating. Like fans are going to fan, to your point. Yeah. I will say this, and I, I'm just going to be I'm going to be as I always am blunt with it. The Warriors should get the a, a beneficial whistle in this series compared to the Kings because they've deserved it, or because of their style of play. Be, I, I think because of I just think they're the more marquee team, and Reputation. I think I think typically the more marquee team and the more physical team that knows the limits that they can test. Is able to, and we've seen this in series. And look, series tend to be officiated differently game to game. I think there's a certain way officials look to call the first game of a series, depending upon maybe if there's some bad blood or some backstories between series. I do think, and, and you know this, and maybe you disagree, and, and some may disagree, but I do think series tend to be officiated as you know, one team feels like they get. They get the short end one night, and then it evens out the next night, or then it evens out in the third game if if the first two go a certain way. I do, and I hate that I feel that way, but I do think it it does tend to happen. And you know, I I do believe I I do believe that the the higher profile team does in most series get the benefit of the whistle, and in this particular instance, it is 
Sorry, sorry, Warrior fans. I know you think you're put upon in that department, but it's it's you guys that should be getting that that whistle. It's incredible because Sacramento for years, Kings fans have felt like we haven't gotten the whistles going back to 2002, right? And the Warriors, for as many championships as they've won, they feel, I think rightly, that Steph Curry doesn't get the whistles he should get. So you got two fan bases who both have that mindset, and it's not that uncommon, but I think even these two fan bases, they, they feel that way more than, than most. Um, but that's going to be a, a huge key. I said two weeks ago, Sabonis in foul trouble or Draymond Green? Who's in more foul trouble? I think that's going to go a long ways towards determining who wins this series. I expect that it'll be tougher for Draymond when the games are here and that Sabonis, you know, if, if the Kings win the first two games, Sabonis yeah. is going to have four fouls by the end of the first quarter in game three. Absolutely. But, you know, yeah. I mean, if you but that, the but NBA. that's what I mean. But that's that's kind of what I mean. I mean, they, they do try to, I feel yeah. like, level it out to a certain extent, not decide the series, but maybe extend the series. But the Kings are the only team in the NBA with three players who have taken 400 or more free throws, third team in the yep. last 30 years. So it's going to be an issue Can't, in the series. It, it always is, but it, it's going to be a bigger and one. And both of these teams, another similarity. When they struggle, they foul too much. Yep. When they struggle, they foul too much. And it you know goes hand-in-hand hand with bad defense. The Warriors have been a bad defensive team in large stretches. The Kings have been a bad defensive team all year, except sometimes in fourth quarters or second halves or Friday nights when they're down by 15. And, yeah. the, and the sun was out that day. Right. <laughs> yeah, my, I had that too. My, Miles, yeah. in, Miles in San Francisco, 888 <laughs> 957 What's going on, Miles? Hey, John, Whitey, thanks for having me on. It's, uh, I, w- I think we are underestimating Sabonis matchup against Kavon Looney and even throw on, throwing Draymond Green in there. I watched Sabonis play in person a couple times this year in Sacramento, and the way he throws his shoulders around just, I think, really caught a lot of big guys off guard this year in that, you know, those minutes for Looney and Draymond defending him are going to be tough minutes, and he plays bully ball down there so what yes. you know and i i think you know as you guys said earlier he's probably the better player on the kings and that you know can't be sleeping on him so i think i'm going warriors in seven but i think it's going to be a tougher series than you know most bay area fans are predicting so i uh, can't wait jd you're gonna do a great job tonight take care Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Yeah, eight 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 nine five. He's doing a great job now too I mean, nine five seven zero you're feeling it yeah I'm, I'm feeling it playoff mode Playoff mode, yeah. absolutely right, and ready to roll, just nonstop as far as it goes. Here from Cell Block D, and we did get a, a texter on the Comcast Business Tech Line says, yeah, you guys do look like you're in, in a cell. I know. Yeah. Uh, we're halfway through. Uh, 90 minutes in the books, 90 minutes to go. We'll come back. Uh, who has the advantage in the clutch? Let's. Uh, there's some numbers on that. It's been a key to the – King's success this year. It's been part of the story, especially on the road for the Warriors. And Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. They haven't had the season they want. We'll get into that coming up. Warriors this week, 95-7 the game. Now back to Warriors this week. On 95.7 The Game. All right, halfway through. Guard! Guard! J- J.D. and White. Yeah, J.D. wants uh, <laughs> wants the warden to bring some food. <laughs> uh, for those who are watching us on YouTube and Twitch, we are at Golden One Center. Yeah. Not, not uh, among the panoramic. This is not one of the luxury suites. We're not in a luxury suite. We're not overlooking the court, here. but we're yeah. we're like kidding. 30-second walk from yeah. being able to get there yeah. uh, in the bowels of – Golden One Center in Sacramento. It is six hours now away from tip-off. The Warriors and the Kings game one of the Western Conference first-round series. 38 years in the making as these two teams have never made the playoffs at any point since the Kings moved from Kansas City to Sacramento back in 1985. And they're in it together and they're playing each other. Did you ever see the clown cave at the old Arco? I... Real quick, I know I no don't one cares. Know. Arco Arena, they built Arco Arena, the old building. And was that the one that was supposed to go underneath the to the baseball go to stadium? The baseball stadium, which never, never got, got built. built. Yeah. So it was just this partial tunnel thing. And then when the circus came to town, <sighs> that's where the clowns would would dress. And so they call, oh, yeah, that's the clown cave. So I feel like we're in the we're, equivalent we're, of the clown cave yeah, today. At, at, at Golden One Center. Yeah, <laughs> which no, is appropriate. That's a good one. No, that's, that, that is very appropriate. Uh, trying to make sense of this series. I want to get into the clutch numbers, but we do have a couple of people that want to call. Yes. 888-957-9570. So we'll get back to the phone lines here, and we'll roll with Kevin and Pleasanton, who's up first here on, on 95.7 The Game this segment. Hey, Kevin. Hey, guys. <clears throat> um, listen, got, a, got another take on it, um, on the whole series. I think it's um, more about to do with Mike Brown versus Steve Kerr. I kind of like that narrative a little better. Okay. You have two great coaches. They're tested. Um, they, 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 they play at the highest level with um, top talent. And Steve Kerr has got to be his worst year in front of the press. Because he looked the same all, all, all year. That same look, right? He couldn't explain it. Didn't know what it was. Mike Brown, new coach. He's having fun, but they can't play defense. So I think it's really about the adjustments the coaches are able to make. Of course, it's the players, but let's not forget, Mike Brown beat Steve Kerr with the Nairobian team, or, or, or African team, So when he was coaching USA Basketball. So 
It's some good minds going against the game tonight, and I'm proud of California all in all. Yeah, th- thanks, thanks, Kevin. No, it's it's going to be great, and you know I've had a hard time trying to quantify where Mike Brown. I mean, it it's a advantage. It, I I don't know. He's got more on the Warriors than any other coach would have on the Warriors. How much of that gives the Kings an advantage, though, is where I've I've struggled. Like I think the Kings are going to be extremely well prepared. They've been extremely well prepared all year. They haven't been good enough defensively to execute on that end all year. They've been brilliant offensively all year. It's all under the same level of preparedness. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think Mike Brown knows what he's doing. But, you know, the the key question, I think, in any series, as many have said, when you're going up against the Warriors is, well, how do you slow down Steph Curry? Well, I don't think the Kings have enough good defenders on their team to slow down Steph Curry. I don't think we know the answer to that until no, no, no matter what he does. No matter staff, what he does. What kind of he could uh, he could run a box and five, triangle and six. Box and five is tough to score because that means you have nine people on the floor. Well, that's but what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as how much impact his keen knowledge of the words is going to uh, give the Kings any advantage, we won't know until tonight. We we may never know because he may not have one. But I know I've made this comparison. I go back to the We Believe Warriors, and one of the big reasons they upset the Mavs is because Don Nelson knew what Dirk Nowitzki was going to do, or which way he was going to turn, mm-hmm. and you know that that really started the ball rolling in the in the Warriors' direction. Is there something like that that Mike Brown knows about? You know, Pool or somebody. For some reason, Pool's the one I'm really watching because mm-hmm. he was over for ten last time they yeah. played, and he hasn't played well. Yeah. Um, so I think Mitchell's we'll find done out a good tonight. job against him. Yeah. Mitchell yeah. hasn't necessarily done a, a job on Steph, but Mitchell has done a decent job on Pool mm-hmm. in the times where they've been together. And Pool is like Malik Monk, I think, a wild card for the the Warriors uh, in in this series. So that that is, I mean, Mike Brown does know. There's no denying it. I'm not trying to put it down. I'm just trying to quantify it. But Mike Brown does know the best and the worst of Jordan Poole, where to get him on the court to where he really can't guard, right. where, to, you right. know, where to make him uncomfortable offensively. He knows what Kaminga will do against a certain look if Steve Kerr's going to play Kaminga. He knows, he knows things that bother Steph early in a series that maybe, don't, maybe he figures yep. out. Versus that. So, so there are – there are things there. There is information the there. Struggled with even if just initially. Yes. And what they he, what the, the looks that they just dominate. He knows, he knows how Steve that. Kerr sets up a series at the beginning and what adjustments you know what things he keeps in his back pocket to to use potentially later. All of those things are are things Mike Brown knows. Can he implement them with this team to a point where it flips the series in the Kings' favor? That's the part where I stop a little bit short until we actually see it happen. I think the Warriors have still enough players who can play at a level that counters any of those adjustments. And I think that's where, you know, some people have come down my road. It's funny, and there's been a lot of people in their feelings this week. A lot of people in their feelings this week, whether it's been, you know, Warrior fans going at Kings fans, Kings fans going at Warriors fans. Come down even, road today. even Warrior fans going at Warrior fans because a Warrior maybe a Warrior fan says, I got the Warriors in six, and another you, Warrior you, fan will be like, That's BS, they should sweep. Come down the road of playoff mode, JD. No, I'm, tell, I'm telling you. So it's like people are really emotional, <laughs> and I get it. It's fun, it's sports. This is this is in many ways, the most fun first-round series that the Warriors have played in in a while going into it because they are a little bit threatened depending upon how things go. They don't have home court advantage. But 
you know, it boils down to, and and I was I jotted some things down. I mean, the, the Warriors have three three superstar players, right? Uh, Guys that have yeah. been superstars. Yes, yes. The Kings don't have any at, at, coming into this series. They have series. two all-stars, but okay. nobody that you could say, okay. boom, right. superstar. So playoff level, okay. So And yeah. you know what? And you're right. So, and that, But that's exactly my point, where the Kings don't deserve zero respect or thought because you're right for this season. And that's what so much of this series is. So much of this season is, hey, Sabonis and Fox were all-stars this year, but Clay Thompson and Draymond Green are future Hall of Famers that have been superstars throughout their career. Obviously, Steph is Steph. So a lot of this series is, can the Kings be a different team than they've been in the regular season, meaning more defense? Can the Warriors be a different team than they've been in the regular season, meaning meaning just be more like the playoff Warriors? Like Those are the questions in this thing, but so much of it is the past of the Warriors and kind of how much of that still can be true versus what has been known this year, which is the Kings had the better regular season. Steph's up here on a different stratosphere, no question. Uh, Draymond and Clay have done way more than Sabonis and Fox. However, Draymond and Clay may be declining. I mean, they may be. And Fox and Sabonis may be ascending. It appears they are. That's why I think Wiggins is such a huge key to this series. Yeah, and, and I just think when you look at it, and again – this plays into what we were just talking about. When you look at it, on paper, the Warriors have more capable defenders to slow down what the no Kings question. do yeah. than the Kings and do. That still matters. Even, even with Mike Brown. Yeah. Even with Mike Brown helping the Kings get closer, the Kings have Davion Mitchell and Kessler Edwards to throw at what the Warriors do. They don't you know, that's you know, sometimes the Warriors get hit with athletic teams. Kings are not an athletic team. Like, that's one sneaky area where they're a very skilled team. They're a competent team. They're a good shooting team. They're not an athletic team. That's one reason they're not very good defensively. And so the Warriors have an advantage, you know, or at least it's more of a level playing field for the Warriors against this Kings team than it would be against another more athletic team. We've seen those teams give the Warriors bigger bigger problems. Let me ask you this, and I think we have another call, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we a couple, yeah. But uh, uh, some people look at this as simply a matter of, these are two great offensive teams. Whoever makes more shots is going to win. Yeah, or whoever can put together stops more yeah, frequently. I tend to look at it's, it more that way. Who do you? But who do you about? But that's what it. Look, there are going to be nights we had a call earlier. The, the Kings may be so hot they win a game or two in this series. The Warriors may be so hot they win a game or two in this series. It boils down to well, what happens in the other three games, and who has more capable through a seven-game series of getting more stops in more key moments. And I still think that is the Warriors compared to the Kings uh, when, when you whether it's Wiggins and DiVincenzo and Peyton and Kaminga who have the ability to defend Draymond obviously Looney has the ability to to be able to to be somebody that that can defend the Kings just don't have the the defenders and so I see the Warriors if they're patient, and this comes back to where I put the onus on the Warriors in this Execution. series, can they play buttoned up? It's not flip the switch. It's not arrogance. It's not they're going to walk onto the floor and and the Kings are going to oh. cower. It's not it, like that's that's all fanboy nonsense. Like that's that's fanboy. That's fanboy. Run your mouth nonsense that doesn't matter a lick about what's actually going to happen. Okay, it's it's can you. Can you go out and play the game to the best of you? Warriors play their A game. Kings play their A game. The Warriors are winning this series, okay? The, the, the Warriors play their B game, and the Kings play their A game. 
Kings have some action in this series. I do think it's that close, mm-hmm. but the Warriors are going to it's this is this series is on what the Warriors do. And if they let the Kings get comfortable enough to where they can start making hay with their offense and it gets into some tight games and the 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 secret sauce the Kings have had in the close games down the stretch is still a thing. That's when the Warriors are in trouble in this series. Uh, again, they could lose the series, the Warriors, but it but it very clear to me how it's going to look if they do. To win this series, the Kings are going to need help from the Warriors, and if you think that's disrespectful, you really just aren't paying attention to the way these two teams have played this year. 888-957-9570. Back to the phones we go. Austin in San Jose uh, is next here on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Austin? Good morning, fellas. You guys are stuck in the Bonte and Shasky bunker, man. They thought you guys—they thought those two guys were coming up. That's why you—you you guys are in the, in the dungeon there in um, Golden Lawn, I think. But uh, listen, uh, a couple things. Uh, I, I actually fell off my chair when the gentleman called up early and said that that Draymond and Looney were going to be worried or scared or whatever his term was of Sabonis, and, and now he's Domas. Domas, by the way, he's now. He's now got a new name because he's gotten to be a better player. So we'll see how Domas does. Now, I, I don't think that Looney and, and Dre are worried about Domas. Um, Domas, by the way, complains a lot. If you guys watch League Pass, he's one of those guys that throws up his hands after every everything that doesn't go in the basket. Yes. So we'll see if he can handle the pressure in the playoff against the Warriors, the frustration. The other thing I think the Warriors, you guys haven't said much about, is almost everybody in their top eight has been a starter this year at one time or another. So I don't think the Warriors worry as much about who's starting. Um, it's more about who's, who's matched up to who, what the pace of the game is. And the last thing is I think that the key for the series is Sacramento reminds me a little bit of Memphis, where John, those guys are great players, but they try to win the series and they try to win the game in the first quarter. And the Warriors know if you just watch Steph Curry doing the, doing the pace of the game, he'll be on the sidelines just staring in his face. Well, he's already calculating how he's going to destroy the opponent in the fourth quarter. So the pace of the series and whether they can handle the pressure um, throughout the whole series is going to be the difference. Dubs, dubs and six for sure, man. Maybe five. That's it, I think. Thanks, Austin. To the point on Sabonis, Sabonis does complain a lot. And and that, again, I've said this a couple times. But I also think he is really good. He's really good. And and he is somebody that that – is formidable, and I mean, th- he has been like he is a he is a All NBA player this year. I know there's some thought that Fox may be an All NBA player as well. Sabonis is going to be the the third team All NBA center after Jokic and Embiid, and there are times where Sabonis has looked like a mini Jokic this year. Mm-hmm. They run a lot of stuff, high post, the DHOs, all that stuff. But he's also more physical than he he will drop his he will drop Jokic. his shoulder, and yeah. he will try to be physical. And I think if if he gets some calls go against him, and the Warriors get some calls go for him. He can get frustrated in this series. I I do think composure is a key, and I I and they've talked about that. I, I go this I week. go back to the Kings having all this talk, and I was at their practice yesterday after being at the Warriors practice a couple of days before that. There's been a lot of talk about physicality, and the Kings believing that they have to be physical and and hit hit first and and be felt and all of that. And I just wonder if maybe they're going to be a little too wound up. A little tight, but also a little too wound up in trying to hit the Warriors in the mouth in a way that, that it works as a you little bit of a, your game as a disadvantage. If that's not your game and you start trying to play it, 
um, you're already losing. It, it, exactly. And so I think that's that's interesting. As far as the you know the, the combinations are a big key to me. I think when you look at the rotations, and I'm I'm going under the impression that DiVincenzo is going to start. We'll see. We don't know that. I think it sounds like Wiggins is not going to start. I think the Warriors roll with, and, and you let me know if you disagree, Steph, Clay, DiVincenzo, Draymond, and Looney as the starters. Wiggins comes off the bench. Poole and Peyton come off the bench. I think Kaminga is the nine. Uh, it, will Does Jermichael Green play at all? He hasn't lately. I would think probably, probably not. not unless but, somebody gets in foul trouble. But do you need a body? You know, yeah. Do you need a body but that can lay some fouls? if it's him against fouls, the bonus, you're in trouble. That's trouble. Exactly, and so you know, so to me, it's those nine for with with not Jermichael Green a part of it, Kaminga as the nine, uh, that and the combinations though to me are the key. Who does Wiggins sub in for? Is it is it for Divincenzo early, and you roll with Wiggins and the other starters? I could see that uh, as you know, Wiggins is that first sub in uh, mm-hmm. early in the game. I I think it's also going to be interesting when you look at the the Kings side of it. They play Fox, they play Herter, they play Harrison Barnes and Keegan Murray. They play Sabonis, obviously. They're going to play Trey Lyles, Davion Mitchell, and they're going to play uh, Monk off the bench. Yeah, Malik Their Monk question is, is, do they play another big? Is it Chemezi Metu? I know they've had different uh, – they've played Len, Len lately. Played I don't lately. think Len's playing at all in this series. I, I'm I really very curious don't. to see whether he does I, or not. I don't think Len plays at all in this series. I really don't. Uh, Metu can hit threes. You know, do they play Kessler Edwards? Like those are the Trey questions. Trey Lyles has actually had a really good year for them. He has. He and as a stretch, he, as a stretch four and sometimes five. And I wonder, like, would they play him at five in this series to try and wouldn't surprise just me at go all. five out? Does Terrence? You know, Terrence Davis is somebody who's not a smart player. He's not doesn't guard people. He doesn't guard I don't anybody. Think he'll be able to stay on the floor much. But he series. is somebody that can fill it up he offensively. Can. He can. And so would the would the Kings look to go small, put him in there and I don't think they want to, yeah. but you know, if the offense isn't going, they may have That's to. a wild card move for, yeah. for for him. I think Steve Kerr knows basically the nine, the top nine, and anybody from Jamichael Green to Anthony Lamb is is excess at that point. And then we'll you know, we'll see on we'll see on Kaminga. I mean, I do think Kaminga's in the rotation. It it I, I'm interested to see how it works with Wiggins now being back and Peyton for Kaminga. Because you know Wiggins is going to come in and get the three minutes. Peyton's going to get four minutes behind Draymond, assuming they don't start him. And then where does that leave Kaminga's role as far as, you know, he's going to play, but how much is he going to play? And can he play and fit his game in that box to where I, I think Kaminga has the potential to be really successful against the Kings in the ways that he was successful in that Dallas game with the cuts and the on-ball defense and the the ability to just get in the dunker spot. And, and, and you know, he could have some 8-for-10 games in this series if he plays enough and he stays locked in enough to do it. Sabonis is a really good player. He's a physical player, but I think if we get to the point where they're going to let him play a little more in the playoffs, looks like they are. We don't know. We'll see. But if they do that, I still think that benefits Looney and Draymond. I think if they're allowed to get a little more physical with Mm -hmm. Sabonis, not only are they going to have more success with him, but to uh, Austin's point, he will get very frustrated by that. Tim in Raleigh, North Carolina. What's going on, Tim? Tim. What's up, fellas? Great to hear from you. Hey, Jay, guys, I um I don't know how anybody 
can confidently say what the hell we're going to see from the Warriors tonight. I mean, the way they played this year, we could they played in, in to the fashion to where you could see them getting swept, and you could they played to the fashion the way you could see them sweeping. I mean, honestly, I think we'll get a a good look when this thing starts out. Are we going to see the one hand left hook pass, no look passes from Steph? No. And, and well, if no. we do, Tim, they're in trouble because this king. If if the, if those Warriors show up, then then they're in trouble because this Kings team is definitely know, good enough so, to beat them. No, no, and I and I'm like Whitey. I'm 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 old school man where I just genuinely believe defense win championships no matter what people say. I think it goes for football. I think it goes. It's just it's what what it really is. It's always come down to that. And I believe the Warriors have seen powerful, powerful offenses over this run. I mean, Dallas and Boston last year, guys, were powerful. Five out, everybody can make threes, 100%. I mean, the old school Houston, we know about that. But more recently, I mean, last year we saw powerful offenses, um, and we saw them kick a couple of games by guys just getting unreal, hitting every damn shot they made. We saw it with Dallas. We saw it with Boston. I think it was game one where they damn near went 10 for 10 from threes in the fourth quarter. The thing is, the Warriors know how to respond for that. It, it won't be the end of the series if it does happen. That's one thing. So um, I agree with you on that one, Whitey. I, I just, I'm an old school. I think defense wins championships. I mean, I think the Warriors, the core of this team, literally the core of this team, the top seven or eight, even – even Kaminga in that, I mean, these guys know what it takes to play defense. So um, that, that's one thing. And I think Sabonis is the key to it. I, I really do believe he is the key. And But how do y'all think we're going to play this? Do you guys think it's just let let Sabonis, let Fox just eat? And we, do we take the James Harding approach? Do we take the John Morant approach, let them get 40, 45, but we're not helping off and letting all everybody else get a piece. I mean, we've seen it. We have the blueprint for damn near every offense in the book. But what do y'all think we do as far as what approach we take, fellas? So I just wanted to get y'all to feel on that, man. But take care. I'll be with you. I'll get with you guys on the next time. Yeah, the, the Warriors, Thanks, I, I have wondered, and we talked about it a little bit earlier, do the Warriors look to try and make Fox shoot it a lot? I think that it, they're going to give. Him, I think Slate's pointed that out. And you're going to give him jumpers. That 19 footer. You want it? You, okay, until yeah. you prove you can make it, you got it. Because he he and Sabonis both in in different ways, obviously, are excellent at at scoring in the paint. And one thing that Mike Brown always emphasizes is paint touches. He wants everything getting into the paint, even if you're not scoring in the paint, to kick it out for threes. So that's an important part of the the Kings' offense. Even as they're shooting the three ball, it's getting into the paint to create it. And so I think any way the Warriors can keep the Kings out of the paint. We had a texter on the Comcast business text line. Kings are being underestimated. The 925 rights on offense. The Kings lead the league in points off turnovers. We've touched on the fact that there are ways that the Kings are successful that coincide with ways that the Warriors are bad. Yes. And, and it's the shot selection and the turnovers. You take bad shots, quick bad shots. Clay Thompson comes out hunting nine shots in the first quarter and he goes two for nine. The Kings are going to be up. And the Warriors are going to be in a little trouble in the you know that that stuff mm-hmm. can't happen for the Warriors in this series against the Kings or they're going to be extremely vulnerable. Tim asked, "How do you slow down Sabonis and Fox?" I'll give you two ways, Tim. I don't know what they're going to do, but with Sabonis, I noticed this when the uh, late in the year when the Kings are playing Dallas, and I think they lost that game. Uh, even though the Mavs weren't playing well, and they were blitzing him on the catch a lot, and they were forcing the ball out of his hand. So he'd make the mm-hmm. catch, and then he wouldn't know where the blitz was coming from, and he'd toss it right back out, 
And so they just got nothing going on that action, which is so important. So obviously you can't do that the whole game, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see some of that from the Warriors at times, just blitzing him on the catch yep. in the high post to force him to kick it back out. And on Sabonis, Sabon, excuse me, on Fox this year, Fox, as we said, is so dominant in the fourth quarter. I remember watching one game early in the year and wondering, why doesn't he just do that all the time? Because they can't stop him in the fourth quarter. Well, it takes a lot of energy to do that. So one way I attack Fox is I make him work really hard when he's on defense, and I think it's going to be hard for them to hide him. He's not a great defender. He's no. not terrible, and he really does, but he, whoever he, he's guarding, uh, I'm going to make him work really hard he, at that end. And he has a tendency in the regular season to not really play hard defensively until the fourth quarter, which I think is a little bit part of the reason why they've been good in the fourth quarter. It's as offense, but he's also a more willing defender in the fourth quarter yeah, than so he I'm is. Yeah, so make him work really hard on that end. All right, he's Whitey Gleason. I'm John Dickinson, 888-957-9570. Final hour. Warriors this week from Golden One Center in Sacramento coming up on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 